Welcome to Talk the Jizz, blah, 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 blah. I am the host with the most CJ, and so welcome back to a brand new episode of Talkin' Shiz. And remember folks, it costs nothing to share, and plus, sharing is caring, and it's Halloween. It's the month of Halloween, so what a better way to trick or treat than sharing Talkin' Shiz. What a great trick to say, hey neighbor kid, and drop some Shizzler merchandise in his bucket. And plus, you're, you're helping him with not having any cavities. And Halloween is the only time that you can take candy from a stranger. Folks, don't forget to subscribe to the pod page as well. That's podpage.com slash talking shiz. Of course, you know, teespring.com has merch. And also buymeacoffee.com supports the show. This month, I'm doing spooky shiz. And that's my scary voice. And I do have a very special guest. Once again, third time's the charm. Welcome back, Paige from Reverie True Crime Podcast. Hey, hey, hey. It's so good to be back. Yes, you're back like a vertebrae. Oh, my God. This month, we're doing Halloween stories, and I'm so happy that you get to be a part of this, Miss Paige. Spooky Shiz is something that I have been looking forward to since we've been, since you brought it up. I was like, oh, my God. Spooky Shiz, it's going down. What do you think is so, like, gives you that rush? For me, I love the supernatural. I don't believe in UFOs because I don't think any smart, intelligent life from other planets are going to come here and want to stick something up your butt. And plus, if they ever take a look at our Congress, they're like, oh, there's no intelligent life at all here. And they'll go away. I don't... But what do you think it is? Like, this, the thrill of that. Like, the, the adrenaline to, where people get scared and they like to hear this. Where I mean, this like, is, where some people folks go like all out. to get scared. I'm one yes. of those people who knows better. Like, I know better. I now do not even go to haunted houses that are, like, specifically for kids because I went to one and something jumped out and scared me so bad that I punched the guy in the face. And then he pushed me and I was like, okay, Michael Myers, like we will get down up in here. I don't know what it is, but I quit going because those just haunted houses scare me too bad. But as far as movies, like even movies, when I get jump scares, it's something about that adrenaline rush. And I don't know. I think it's just, you know, the stories behind uh, Halloween and, you know, just the curiosity of it all, you know. You know, we all get really curious and, you know, I think, yeah, curiosity. I think we just get curious and kind of want that adrenaline rush. Like I said, I'm a huge Supernatural fan. Not to show, but actually <laughs> right, <a> Supernatural. <laughs> I was until they ended. that the, the way that ended was horrible. Oh, oh my no. gosh. It's like, really? They did. You have, If you haven't seen the ending of the series yet, it's on Netflix. But I do believe in ghosts. Oh, yeah. I, I really too. do. I do think there is something wicked this way comes. Ooh, yeah. You know, there's there's <laughs> no way I, I, don't know. I could go into an abandoned, like, an actual, not like a haunted house, like, that's set up for, for kids or for, you know, adults or whatever, but, like, a real abandoned house and going ghost hunting. I could never. I would, I would literally shiz my pants. There's no way. Well, I've been to a Halloween, Halloween attraction, and it was called Nashville Nightmares. Yes, I've heard of that. The only, the only thing that was scary about that was the price. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh! Like you, you're walking in this is this huge warehouse, and it's different, set up in different sections. And I will never forget this one room. And it was just bed, and they had this big. It was this. It was like this fat dummy. <laughs> it was like something that you see on like. It was that like something like my 600 pound life. It was yeah. that big of a dummy. And I'm not talking about like not dummy like oh he's dumb, <laughs> but no, it was a dummy. It was a mannequin, and he was it was laying on the bed and was sitting uh-uh. up, and it had a like a had a TV across the room like one. Of those back in the no, day no. TVs and it had no, static no. on. I'm already <laughs> so, hating this so but much. But it didn't move. But it didn't move. It did not move. So when we walked in, I, we were, it was me, my wife, our, our mutual friend together and I think it was like three more. So it's like a group of six. I was in the back because that's just me. I like to be goofy. Oh, God. And we walked in this room. Like that, all it said was, you, you just saw the glow of the TV. And all of a sudden, I went <gasps> like that, and everybody screamed See, and jumped. I like, would what, turn what? around and pop. And I pointed you. at it. I pointed at it and said, "Cholesterol." <laughs> and then they laughed See, because could, now they're not scared because they're I laughing. Uh uh-uh. uh. See, because you would make me have a freaking heart attack, I would turn around and just slap the snot out of you. There is no way I could do a haunted house with you. No. For me, it's just, it's, I get giggly. Like, uh, that's not even a word. I'm laughing at it because it doesn't scare me. Now, I've been to Waverly Hills Sanitarium. Yes. Or Sanatorium. I remember you sent me a copy of your story for one of my uh, listener episodes. I've been there and I can say it is haunted. See, that, that's well, you know, on another level. That's crazy. It was one of the best, best experiences of my life because I was there. And I tell you, like, when I left, it was like I was rebuking any <laughs> type of evil yeah. spirit. No, no, you're not going to come home with me. If you do, you're going to pay rent. That's, like, that's how I feel now. Like, it's like it's like any ghost in, in the house or whatever, any supernatural thing. Look, you need to go out, get a job, yeah. McDonald's, you know. Wendy's is 13 bucks <laughs> an hour now, Target. $15. You go haunt one of them, go haunt a bank, and then bring yeah, me some that, money back. But for the most part, don't go ahead breaking shit and open, open, you know, refrigerator door. That's electricity. What's wrong with you, Mr. Ghost, man? Yeah, that's one thing that I would be scared of if I went somewhere like that. Like, what if they followed you home? I've <laughs> Hop oh, in your trunk. <laughs> Covered like, up with a sheet. uh-uh. <laughs> CJ, no way. Uh-uh. No. No. You hear him whispering in your ear, sweet nothings. Hey, <laughs> See, no, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Stop god it. but can you imagine though like if it was a ghost from like the 1800s or something and you know you're sitting there they're, they're yes, confused they're... actually they're probably laughing at us it's like man it wasn't this complicated in the 1800s we just killed each other died of plagues and shit they're like y'all are taking this covid thing way too serious we just kind of let it you know we just died from it but we were real people we just go there just inhale it real good <laughs> We took our chances. What I love is that one time I heard somebody say that the reason why, like, spirits and stuff will mess with the electricity is because it's new to them. And, like, they didn't have light switches back then. So it's like seeing that go off and on or your TV going off and on. It's like they're experimenting because they never had it. And I never really thought about it that way. But it's like, okay, that kind of makes sense. Get your AT. Hundred ass out of here. You go go light a candle. You won't mess with something. Oh my god! And then they set your house on fire. No. <laughs> it's a ghost candle. It's all transparent. <laughs> Duh. 
They can't light candles, you, know. you know. They got ghost candles. They got ghost <laughs> flames. Well, you know, talking about hauntings and everything, this was a haunting clip that happened on live TV. And you sent me this. Matter of fact, it came from the Huff Post or Huffington Post. No, it's Huff Post. You know, that's weird. That sounds like, you know, like Huff. Like you're, you know, like you're Huffing a Post. Maybe his last name's Huff, like Bill Huff. And he wanted to start a news paper oh or some shit but anyway in the weird news it says hail satan a devilishly weird clip unexpectedly cuts into a news segment i bet when people saw that they wrote some hell <laughs> that was a good one i actually wrote that one down don't tell nobody you ruined my reputation <laughs> So it says t- TV viewers got a brief glimpse into a hellish ritual this week when a news broadcast suddenly cut into a satanic ceremony. So when you see this video, they're like, hell Satan. <laughs> and it's, it's this whole ritual. Yes. And the way it looks is like they're either in a boardroom or some type of office space or even looks like a schoolroom. <laughs> like because it had vents in the <laughs> ceiling and it had a whiteboard and shit. So they're over there doing like Excel sheets and everything. Tell you how to hell Satan. Yeah. You know? the- priceless thing about it is not only does that happen but the look on her face is what the fucking for like two seconds and then she is like right yes. back on it yeah she didn't no, miss a beat and that cannot be me i would have been like wait hold up what was that like i know we're live but what just happened so she was very yeah, professional yeah, yeah because i've seen news anchors like that they just lose their shit it's like what the fuck oh shit i forgot we're on live tv but she was very very yeah, professional no, that could not be me is though look at i mean i had to pause the video because it was that it was like a split second and <laughs> the funny thing is they have a keyboard so do you think when they're playing their music they're playing it backwards Ooh, probably yeah because you know i've heard that when you play songs backwards you can actually hear subliminal messages yeah. you know because they play it backwards. well you know the missy elliott song when you record that one part after i lay my thing down flip it and reverse it and then that part that comes after it if you record that put it on snap Snapchat and play it in reverse, it does say, I lay my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. I, I was like, no way. So I tried it, and I was like, huh, that's really cool. So she repeated yeah. herself. And she just played it backwards, and it sounded <laughs> like the coolest thing ever. Toward the end of it, however, like I said, it was like a two-second footage of this ritual, and he has both his hands. He has a cloak. It's like, man, be a man. Take your cloak <laughs> off, man. There's no, this ain't no Sith Lord back here. <laughs> He's like, hell, Satan. It's weird because they have Christmas lights. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Christmas lights as it up, upside down crawls. It really does. <laughs> There's a live chicken back there with a two liter. <laughs> they ain't sacrificing. They're over eating Kentucky fried chicken and drinking a Pepsi. I wonder though. Hell Satan. <laughs> I wonder if there was ever an explanation given for that, though. Like, if the public ever asked, like, okay, we saw that. What was happening? I don't even know what to make of it. Because whoever changes the segments, they have to know what happened. I'm wondering if it was, like, a news story, like, coming up or something. You know, because it doesn't really tell you, because it just cuts off and says, it's not clear how Satan got spliced into (laughs) the footage. This right here is a key example that the media is the devil. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's yep. perfect. That really is perfect. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> well, maybe it was a bad prank, you know. And, and since, we, since we're since t- we thinking about a prank, I did find this one Halloween story. It was a prank that went horribly wrong. Tell me about <laughs> what happened. Nothing runs like a deer. I can tell you that. God, I, I can tell where this is headed. So please assume man was really ran over by his lawnmower. Oh, no. This is how a prank can go 
go wrong. So a family decided to use a dummy to stage a horrifying accident involving their ride-on oh, lawnmower. No. The pranksters placed a dummy underneath the lawnmower. I don't know how. How would you think that? Like I'm trying because you have to really lift the uh, the deck. Yeah, you really like have your to mind, lift the deck up Your high. mind had to go to a dark place to think something like that. And like, what if like are y'all not thinking about if kids see this and how like that could traumatize them? It just makes them grow up. Look, we're <laughs> we're teaching them real life lessons. <laughs> This is uh, this was a safety video. This training Do right here. Do not get near the lawnmower. Exactly. You got to be alert because this is what could happen to you. Underneath, so they, they put this dummy underneath the lawnmower on their front lawn. So they put everything on their front lawn, of course, so oh everybody can God. see it. And the, only the arms and legs were visible from underneath the machine. They then covered the arms and legs with red paint to stimulate the blood oh effect. Oh, God. Let's say five years old and you're on the school bus on the way to school and you look over and you you see that and it's just like that's just all you think about all day long because you don't know that it's fake i mean that's just scarring that is absolutely i mean yeah terrifying. i mean think about it you'll be mowed over with the disgust <laughs> god i hate you <laughs> oh my god you can't take me anywhere i, I can yeah i can't take you, you anywhere, it's hard CJ. for me to take things <laughs> <laughs> that's what my wife tells me that all the time you're staying yeah. home but i want to go out and see yeah. the people no you're socially awkward you don't know how to talk to people they don't know how to listen to right? me they have a hearing problem they're not seeing the in-betweens <laughs> so everyone who passed by they thought that the homeowner had been cut up and mangled by his oh own God. lawnmower it was staged as you as you know it was staged the neighbors who saw it in broad daylight had no idea this was a hoax, and they promptly called 911. Of course, when you see somebody, you know, stuck underneath the lawnmower, uh, yeah. first you want to grab your camera and you want to take pictures. <laughs> then you want to call the, the yeah, authorities. Yeah, you have to get... You want to make sure you get it recorded. Yes, right, you want to make sure because you, you have to get first. on World Star first. And th- oh, absolutely. <laughs> World Star! And then you have to call the police. That's how it goes. Hold on, hold on. Wait, don't, don't die yet. Don't die yet. <laughs> Hang on. Two more seconds. Two more seconds. Can you... <laughs> I'm trying to go viral. Stop it. Just breathe slowly. Don't grow your eyes back. Get your eyes back. Come on now. Don't walk it toward the light. Stop it. Oh Carol Ann, yeah. do not walk Carol into the light. Ann. Don't make me throw a tennis ball in there. Oh, my Lord. So the police arrived. And, of course, they were terrified. And they launched into action. I wish I could not realize this. that the Okay, I'm sorry. I've never... Well, I, never mind. That's <laughs> <laughs> really... Never mind. I was going to say something. I thought, yeah. oh, I better not. Uh, put the brakes on there. The police, they launched into action, not even realized that the person that was underneath the lawnmower was a dummy. And the cops didn't really know about this until they attempted CPR. And get out of here. So, there we so go. they didn't even know it was a dummy. Okay, until they started to perform CPR, it took them that long. He's not breathing. Because he's not real, um, sir. You know, we hear a lot of bad things about the cops in the news sometimes. And I think that if you can't tell a dummy from a human being until you're doing CPR, I think that's, yeah. It took them to the point of putting their mouth on the dummy to realize, oh, this isn't a real person. This floppy dummy isn't a real person. Like, are you serious? I wonder what kind of dummy it was. <laughs> was it something that you see at, like, at a Old Navy <laughs> or something? Uh-huh. Like one of those kind of Like, things. sir, why does your hair look painted on? <laughs> You're very pale. You might need some more sun. Right? Like, like a... <laughs> That's probably why you were mowing your yard. You needed a tan. 
Oh my God. And then you would think they would know paint from blood if they had experience with seeing blood. Like these people must have done a really, really great job. That's what I was thinking. Like red paint, because I'm thinking like yeah. bright red, but maybe it's like maybe a maroon. Yeah. You know? But I would have just loved to see the cops, like a video of them rushing out there and like flipping the lawnmower over and then being like, oh my God. <laughs> Hulking out. Oh, I'm coming to <laughs> yeah. save you. And then picking up the John Deere or whatever it was, a cup cadet. And, and then like, hey, all right, go yeah, get him, John. Like, Hang on, sir. We're on our way. Hang on. Like, don't die. <laughs> don't you die on me. And then they don't even realize it's a dummy until they try CPR. And then they're like, oh, shit. He had a very waxy taste. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, like how ashamed they must really be on the inside? Oh, my God. I, I would laugh at it. It's like, hey, you know what? That's a very yeah. good prank. I would laugh. I mean, that's just me because you, you can't take life too serious. Yeah. Because life's a big it, joke anyway. It I mean, really think is. About it it yeah. is. It's just um, the universe playing you know a joke what? on us. But, you know, I just think <laughs> about the cops with the big egos that are probably like, oh, this is some bullshit. Got a big ego. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, I, you know, I bet the listeners are like, where's the spooky <laughs> shiz? Like, what does we're, a spooky? I have nothing there. but laughter. There. It's just like an Oreo. It's there. You just have to twist the top. Yeah. And there it is. Sometimes you got to dip it in milk to get to the <laughs> creamy feeling. Now we're going to go into our spooky shiz. I'm going to let Paige. Paige found a nice story. I'm going to let her tell her story. I love good spooky stories. And these are true stories. This is something that's not made up. I can make up one, but it won't be a spooky. But Paige, go ahead and tell your story. Okay. So this is from Reddit by the user Anne Obscurity Nautis, and it is called It Watches From Her Ceiling. Real quick, I bet that was a spell check on that name. I'm just saying. <laughs> Autocorrect had a fun, oh, oh, fun yeah. name for that one. You know it. Can't that just be easier? Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, it's spooky shit. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Maggie Brooks was six years old, and she had a secret. An awful, terrifying secret. She knew she could not tell anyone, because if she did, they would put her inside a big scary place with white walls and sick people like they did to her mom. She heard her dad talk about her mom often to her grandma, and he would always lower his voice and call her crazy, and talking about how she needed to be put away. Well, Maggie didn't want to be called crazy or put away, so she didn't tell anyone what was happening every night in her room. Because every night in her room, something would crawl onto her ceiling. She'd watch it wide-eyed and hiding behind her teddy bear as large black insects would spill out of a crack inside the plaster. They would writhe into a decade human form. Almost a man, but ever moving. Their sick little tick 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 noises filling the room and it would just lay there staring at her. So then this thing would open its face to show an impossible set of terrifyingly sharp teeth and it grinned at her and it would grin at her all night. It would paralyze her with fear and she could not move. She'd stay still like that until dawn and then the creature would disappear inside the crack 
aspects of her ceiling just like it came. This happened for years, until one night when she was 12 years old, it stopped just like that. Maggie always thought that this was because she had started to go to church more and that she was praying a lot and she was praying for the creature in her ceiling to go away. Well, years passed by and soon the events of her childhood became a distant memory. She married a good man and moved far away from her quiet hometown to a bustling city. She had a daughter and then a son. Her life became uneventful and blissfully dull. It should have ended there, but it didn't. You see, on her son's sixth birthday, Maggie was cooking him breakfast. As she flipped the blueberry pancake, she turned to put it on his plate. She said, Michael, what are you drawing? She was only half paying attention. And then he held up the drawing, and the maple syrup that she was holding fell to the floor. There, grinning at her from the picture, was the blackened, evil husk that had haunted her childhood bedroom. Michael, what is that? She managed to say, with her heart thudding, barely getting her breathing under control. Her son grinned ear to ear and said, It's me, Mom. Don't you recognize me? Can you even imagine? Oh, so she was seeing her yeah. son? Yeah, so the thing... As a demon? Yeah, the thing that was on her ceiling ended up becoming her son. That is some demon shit yeah, that, right there. That, that really, that one did give me chills, I have to say. That reminds me of like the devil's advocate where he where he preg impregnates somebody. <laughs> yeah, and it, it reminded me like of the movies The Conjuring and Insidious. It's like something that would happen on one of those movies. And that's why you always believe like kids, they see shit. Oh, like yeah. my, my kids, you know, they're like, hey, I heard a noise or like my son this is honest truth my son this has been months ago he said it looks like there was this big shadowy can that was coming over his room you know seeing all those horror movies like like J like jason freddy yeah. you know chucky child's play you know none of that shit scared right. me it's always a like the conjuring the conjuring is okay but like that to those types of movies like they do they, uh, strike a little bit of fear it don't scare me but you know it does like okay yeah i need to start listening so my son's like it looks like this big shadowy you know shadowy hand you know the shadowy figure or whatever yeah and i would never discount so, that either oh i went up to his room and i said <laughs> okay so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to prove to him i'll have to debunk this because i i know you know kids see shit you know even right. animals you know pay attention if they're telling you're hearing yeah. shit or whatever you need to investigate it don't say if they're hearing michael and it's whispering don't say it's the yeah. wind outside i don't know who the, kind of i don't know what kind of fucking wind you have outside <laughs> of saying people's name but you need to move i've never went outside and, and, I, and I heard wind the wind out going, here <laughs> i've never heard the wind call my name yeah we don't have C that kind of wind well no if i oh your yard <laughs> You need a weed <laughs> I've never heard that. So anyway, I went up there and I, I had to debunk it for him because I know that it, it kind of upset him. You know, kids, kids, they do have a fear. So I have to make sure I take that fear away from them or at least try to give them peace of mind. And so the more I sat in his room, I was like, huh. And I looked at it and it did. It looked like there was this shadowy hand that was on top of his ceiling. And then I was like, that's, and it, and it, I didn't want to show him that, but it did give me yeah. chills. I mean, I felt goosebumps. I was like, I started looking around. I was like, there has to be something that I have to yeah, bump Yeah, there's got to be something and come to find casting out, a shadow. And it was. It was because he leaves his ceiling fan on because he gets oh, yeah. hot at night. His calendar. And the wind was hitting the calendar. So the way it was doing it, somehow it kind of looked like wow. a hand. Wow. I'm, when I moved, I took the, you know, took the calendar down 
and didn't do it no oh, more. Oh my god! And so I just moved the I moved the nightlight and hasn't seen it since. And it's just you know never you know don't discredit it. Oh, Always for go sure. Yeah, especially it trips me out when babies start staring and giggling at the ceiling. I always play it off as like, oh my gosh, you know it's probably you know they're seeing a relative or something like that. I hope you know because I don't want my mind to go anywhere else. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's probably just grandpa up there i hope you know (laughs) (laughs) oh if it's that old that's that dirty bill man we are all in trouble fuck you dirty bill no, but it, you eighteen hundred some bitch. <laughs> but what has terrified me is that I uh, listen. My room is a mess, and I have a chair where like all my clothes just go straight to the chair. And I have scared myself shitless, like looking around my room at night and seeing how certain things do look, like either in my closet or on my chair, how it can make those forms. I mean, I freak my own self out to the point where I'm like, okay. I've just sat here and scared myself. I know those are clothes. I know these things are objects that I'm looking at, but I have laid here and scared myself to death, and now I cannot sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have done that. It's like my, my cat scared me the other day. It, it scared me because I wasn't paying because I saw the corner of my eye. And, you know, cats are mischievous little bastards, and they just jump out and run, and, and they'll do that little yeah, prance thing on four like legs. Like, you know, yes, and they run off somewhere. Oh, well, my cat, and this is honest truth, my cat, for some reason, does not like the laundry door closed. And I hate bifold doors. I hate them with a passion. Yeah. But she has to make sure that door is open. I don't know oh, why. Wow. It's it's weird. But I'm just saying, if, that is a, if a ghost over hanging out, we're in the laundry room, you better do some <laughs> You better some, start some doing some laundry. laundry in this motherfucker. <laughs> you better go out there and mow some grass or something. I don't care if you are in your, you know, from 1800s, you candle-making bastard. <laughs> Now, now, I have a good story okay. now. It, it is, I'm, I'm going to shorten the name. Something Sinister. It's posted by Jessica. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's, you're shitting me. No, Jessica Mack, that's her name. The Jessica. last time <laughs> okay. we were together. I know, I know. That's oh why I'm laughing. I, that's God. why I'm laughing. This cannot be real. You guys like. make sure you go listen to that episode. <laughs> That is that. That's great. Man, that's such an exotic name, Jessica. You don't hear that name a lot unless you're at a McDonald's drive-through. Exactly. Oh my god. It says, "My now husband and I live." My now husband. What's in my husband? <laughs> what happened? It was we passed. Hus- Sorry, I'm analyzing. No, Sorry. that is hilarious. Me- Damn it, my now husband. What was he before? My used to be. <laughs> Just say my husband. My used to be person li- lived with me, a roommate, a friend. He was a mechanic. Oh I mean, God. come on. Oh. Uh, that threw me off. That really that threw me off. That is the weirdest so way to my, word that. That yes. That, that start out your whole sentence like my now husband. So I'm I'm gonna have to skip that word because yeah. it's throwing me off. My husband and I lived in this apartment for a few years. There was one experience in particular that still haunts me to this day. She said our bedroom was set up that where the door to enter our room was situated in front of the bed. So if you walked in, you'd be viewing the bed. The door was very squeaky and would make a noise open 
opening or closing. Now to the right of the bed was our door to the bathroom. No noise from the door whatsoever. She said, I slept on the right. My husband slept on the left. One night I heard him get up and go to the bathroom. I distinctly heard him flip on the fan and I could hear him in the bathroom and I could hear the hum of the fan. She said, I fell back asleep and shortly after I heard the main door open footsteps walked to my side of the bed and I heard heavy breathing. I was so tired I didn't have the energy to open my eyes or to even acknowledge any of this was happening. I just figured it was my husband. The next morning I told him that I had the weirdest dream and I heard him in the middle of the night but I was so tired I couldn't even tell the difference between him or what was going on. I was just so tired. He turned white as a ghost. I asked him what was wrong. He tells me that in the middle of the night he also heard some heavy breathing he opened his eyes and he said he was laying on his side facing me and he said there was a very dark large shadow standing over me he said he couldn't move or yell I am very prone to sleep paralysis and I have had many times to the point it's happening or when it's not happening I just know I'm in it my husband however has never had this issue and the fact that we both had the exact same experience on the exact same night was really scary yeah I I wonder because okay I've had sleep paralysis um experiences and I just wonder because nobody's ever seen me have one so what would they see that okay now I'm freaking myself out I'm freaking myself out like what if somebody walked in on you while you're having sleep paralysis and they do see something like that oh my god so you've had experiences with uh, with this before like have you ever experienced anything creepy well, like that see, like you're sleeping in your bed some people say that you know they have uh visions or actually see like black figures and things but for me when i have sleep paralysis i know that like I'm awake but I cannot open my eyes I cannot make any kind of noise I'm absolutely paralyzed I cannot move I'll do my best to try and I will strain and strain to try to open my eyes and I can't and it feels like something's sitting on my chest and I'll even try to like make a noise with my throat like a screaming sound and nothing like I cannot do anything and then what seems like for Forever, but it's probably only like 10 seconds or so when it's over it's like oh my god like what the actual so I actually started kind of reading up on it and I kind of think I found a theory that I believe I don't know how you might I don't know what you might think about it but well go ahead what, what's your theory and I'll tell you my personal okay, experience so my theory is you know sometimes and I am a very spiritual person so I do believe in astral projection and things like that where like your spirit may you know go somewhere at night and you know there's all this cosmic stuff okay it's so much to get into like if you know what astral projection is awesome if not google yep. it I just you know so they yeah google just it. fucking google it so they say when you're experiencing sleep paralysis that you've actually woken up quicker than your spirit could get back into your body so what you're feeling is your soul or your spirit trying to get back into your body is what that heaviness is and why you cannot open your eyes you can't scream or move because your spirit has not been able to get back in your body and you just kind of woke up too fast and 
And I kind of like, I'm kind of down with thinking that that might be what it is. I mean, I know there's medical explanations and stuff, but I don't know. I kind of, I don't know. I kind of believe that. That's a nice positive uh-huh. way to think, think of it. <laughs> anyway, a nice yeah, positive way. Yeah, that's how I twisted into a kind of positive. Like, okay, it's just, it's just me. It's not a demon. It's just me. I'm just out, I'm just floating out there in yeah, space. Yeah, but it's like. Just having yeah, a good or, time. Making yeah, candles. Yeah, with the 1800s people. And. Or like my soul is going to California and twerking on the dance floor. And then, you know, it just didn't make it home in time. You know, here I am trying to wake up and my soul's out just partying. They, they were waiting on the uh, the Uber. <laughs> yeah, on that Uber. the Uber driver was late. Uber running late. <laughs> Okay, so tell me your experience and what you believe. All right, so this happened to me, and this has been years ago. It was when I was married the first time, and I was home by myself. My, so this was your used-to-be uh, wife. Person. Yes, <laughs> yes. That that person. Not your now, so, now wife. I, some people say I've been married twice. I think it's one. I can't rem- really remember <laughs> the first one. But people said it happened. I don't think it did. I think they'd be lying. So one night, I was home by myself. It was 10 o'clock at night, and I decided I was going to go ahead and go to bed. This was a calm night, and that night, it was something weird about the night because the moon didn't even shine. Like, it was just it was just a very still type of night. No wind, nothing. It was a very still night. So I ended up going to bed. I went to the bed bedroom hopped into bed covered up I, I remember sleep that's all i remember, I remember yeah. sleeping the only time that i can remember that this has ever happened it got really cold i'm talking about like 20 degree cold i was shivering and i remember i was trying to move and i could not move i tried to speak and i could not speak and i was trying to move because it just something did not feel right in my mind like everything in my soul you need to get out of that room you've got to fight yeah and i just felt so uncomfortable i do remember that feeling of like oh my god i've got to fight and it's and it's scary like were you were you laying on your back when this happened i was on my stomach okay wow and and i was trying to move and i just felt something was at the foot of my bed staring dead straight at me and no matter how hard i was fighting and fighting it got to the point where it was hard for me to breathe and then all of a sudden it broke and i was able to get out of the room and i got into the living room i have never felt as tired in my life for sure it felt like all the energy that i ever had because you were trying to use that energy for sure to and it took me two three months before i ever slept back in that room yeah i could not go back in that room whatever that was it it felt very evil wow i don't know what was in that room what was at the foot of the bed because i felt it it was there i knew it was there now see i i do believe that you know it's hard because i do believe the astral projection side of it but i also believe that there can be more things that happen too you know so that's terrifying i've i've had sleep paralysis since i was about 12 and so every time it happens i'm usually sleeping on my back i've never had it on my side or my stomach and i've never been able to open my eyes now were you able to open your eyes during your experience i didn't want to open yeah. my eyes i did not because that the feeling in that room yeah it was the most worst feeling that's i ever had in my life like it i it's hard to you know describe something like that because you don't know that feeling unless you go Mm -hmm. through that feeling and then you'll go oh okay i know exactly how you felt right 
this, whatever this was. Yeah, it sounds dark. It, it was horrible. It was like, it was there to either harm me or take me somewhere that I didn't want to right. go or, or something. That wasn't the only experience in that in that house. Ooh. One night, one night, because I used to have a Zippo lighter. One night, and you know how you click open oh, the yeah. Zippo? Like click, click, mm-hmm. click, click. I heard click, click. Oh, shit. What was that? Click, click. And I'm looking around and all of a sudden I heard. Oh no! And my Zippo lighter was in the f- in in the kitchen. Nobody in the kitchen. It was in the floor. Uh uh-uh. uh. See, no, no. I would be squalling, crying, screaming. I would literally lose my mind. I haven't had a lot of supernatural experiences, but those two I can really remember very vividly. That the the one at the foot of the like bed. Like things that very vividly. that sound so sinister like that scares me really bad. I haven't really had like. It creeps me out and, you know, a little. Thank God I haven't had that ever again. Yeah, after that. I'm I'm really glad because that that really scares me to death. And the things that have happened to me, I can brush off and say, you know, it's family because I kind of have a connection to everything that's happened to me. It's like I can connect it to that person and what that person would do. It's just like when my mom's dad passed away. He was a huge prankster. All of the time, I thought my dad was actually playing a prank on me because, I mean, something would just yank my ponytail all the time. And I thought the way the couch was at the time, it was near the opening, you know, the opening of the living room. So I was like, he's hiding behind there and pulling my hair. It never was. And uh, things started like going missing. And I was like, okay, so this seems a lot like my dad, uh, my mom's dad because he was just so playful and trickster and all that stuff. So there's a lot of things that that have happened that I can say, oh, that's so-and-so's personality or whatever. And it's never been anything dark like that. That would definitely haunt me a little bit. Somebody like pulling on my hair or whatnot. If you want to pull something, go pull on a bank card. Go give me some money. (laughs) Yeah. See, that's where I always go because they're freeloading. These ghosts are freeloaders. They are. Well, you know, a wise man once said, Though I know I should be wary, still I venture somewhere scary. Ghostly haunting, I turn loose. The end of this episode. I want to thank you guys so much for stopping by, listening to Spooky Shiz. Thank you, Paige, so much for stopping by once thank again. Thank you. To enjoy the, I enjoyed your company. Thank, thank you so you much for, for being a part of this. Inviting me back and just letting me come back and chill and just talk about all of our stories and these news stories. Like I love it. I always have the best time. Well, thank you so much, and we tune in next week, guys, for a brand new episode of Talking Shiz. Thank you.